is a free download from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at LeBank St. Sampson's in the Channel Islands of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. just sang what I'm going to preach about this morning. I want to preach about the name of Jesus. Uh, I just want to share something of, the, of what that name's about. Sometimes we can we kind of say the name, but sometimes I want to share a little bit of what that name involves and all that's involved in that. And it's a powerful name. Anyway, Luke chapter 1. I'm going to read two scriptures. Luke chapter 1. Uh, we looked at Luke chapter 1 last, last week, and I just want to take something out of that. Luke chapter 1. And verse 31. Just one verse there. Again, this we looked at last week. It's when, when the angel appeared to Mary. Verse 31. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will be great. He will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Then Hebrews chapter 1. Chapter 1 verse 3 to 4. Again, describing Jesus. Verse 3 who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. You know, Hebrews, really the the whole key of the book of Hebrews is just that word better, excellent, more excellent. And it speaks there of the excellence of his name. Just as I go on this morning, part of it may get a little bit technical, but that's the course of, of explaining a little bit about the name of Jesus. I just feel that uh, I think if we knew what was invested in the name of Jesus, I kind of think it would just change our lives. If we knew what was ours through the name of Jesus, I don't think we'd ever be defeated. I really feel if we kind of got a revelation, if we got an understanding of what that name meant, it would mean that I don't think we'd ever be defeated. The Bible says that people are destroyed by lack of knowledge. And I think this results in the name of Jesus, that often people don't really release their full potential, their full knowledge, or come into all the fullness that God has for them, simply because we lack understanding and revelation at the power of the name of Jesus. A well-known preacher, C.H. Spurgeon. Who's ever heard of C.H. Spurgeon? He tells a story that many years ago, he, he visited an older lady that had malnutrition, very seriously ill. And as the, in the course of his conversations, he spoke how that she had actually, for, for, for many, many years, had served in her household. And in recognition of serving in her household, she was given a certificate. She was given a kind of certificate or something from the woman that she worked for. And this certificate was basically placed on a wall. 
Now, she was illiterate, she couldn't read, and he began to look at what this, this document, if you like, was on the wall. It was a document rather than a certificate, so this document was on the wall. So he thought, he said, I'm going to send that document away to be examined. And when that document was examined, actually what that document said was the house and all the money that that lady had that she worked for all belonged to her. And for 10 years, she'd lived in total and utter poverty because she didn't realise what had been given to her. And I think that's so true as believers, that we've been given a name that is above all names. And I think if we understood it, if we realised it, then I think it just would revolutionise our lives. The name that is above all names. The name of Jesus. You go there in Hebrews chapter 1, it tells us how he obtained that name. Although he is obviously given that name before his birth, the fullness of that name, he actually didn't obtain the fullness of that name until he came into resurrection. It says there right in Hebrews, he obtained that name, what? By inheritance. He says, he has, a, he, he has by inheritance obtained a name more excellent than that name. Verse 5 of that same chapter says, speaking of Jesus, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Do you know in a sense that Jesus wasn't born, but he was begotten? Do you realise that? There's a difference. Because when Jesus came unto us, he wasn't born, but he, he took on human flesh. Jesus as the Son pre-existed with the Father. And he just, he took upon himself human flesh. 1 John says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. He was the Son of God who became the Son of Man. Both fully man and fully God. How many can understand that? A kind of a paradox beyond our understanding. But Jesus was totally fully man and he was also fully God. If you like that baby in the manger, right there was fully God and fully man at the same time. That's mind-blowing. But that's the truth of it. And he basically, he, was, he who was righteous became sin. He who was health became sickness. He who lived in perfect fellowship with God became rejected. He became all that was true of us so that we could become all that is true of him. He became so that we could become. And on the day he was raised up by inheritance, he received the most excellent of names, the name of Jesus. He received that name by inheritance, but he also seen that name by conquest. Jesus didn't yield to sin, temptation, the devil. You think about this. Whatever you yield to actually means that you never have authority over everything you yield to. So anything you, anytime you yield to something, you never have authority over what you yield to. And because Jesus never yielded to sin or temptation, he continually had authority over it. Let me give you a great verse. Colossians 2. He obtained the name above all names by conquest. Firstly by inheritance and secondly by conquest. Colossians 
chapter 2, verse 15. Again, a great description of what Jesus obtained for us. Colossians 2, verse 15. This is where it says, Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public example of them, triumphing over them in all. One translation says, he put them to naught. In other words, he reduced them to nothing. His conquest over the devil and sin was, he brought the devil, he brought all the principles, all the powers, he brought them to absolutely nothing. And all that Jesus obtained on the cross is all wrapped up in his name. His name stands for all authority and all power. It's the name above all names. Look at Philippians 2 verse 10 which shows you that how that name the power of that name what it was obtained by conquest. Philippians 2 verse 10 that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth. We see the power of the name of Jesus has authority in three realms. It has authority in heaven He has authority on earth. He has authority under the earth. And there will come a day, this is how powerful this name is, every single knee of every person that's ever lived will one day bow to the name and the power and the authority of Jesus. Isn't that awesome? At his name, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is God and Lord of all. Now here's the next thing. God has invested all that he is in his son and all that he is is invested in his name. In other words, the power of the name of Jesus represents the Godhead. The power of the name of Jesus represents, in a sense, all that God is. And we need to understand the mighty power that's in that name. Jesus has invested all that he is in the name, and there's a way to see that name has been given to us. I want to give a a definition of of what a name means. Webster's Dictionary says the name is a word that constitutes the distinctive designation of a person or their reputation. So here's the point. It's what he's saying. When you think of Costa, what do you think of? Coffee! When you think of McDonald's, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm constantly thinking of McDonald's, but, but you think of hamburgers or be, of happy, happy, I don't know, but beef burgers, we'll say, we'll say burgers, for example. In other words, when you think of a name, it's what that name represents. So when we think of the name of Jesus, that name re- represents, in a sense, all that God is. Isn't that awesome? That's what it represents. Everything that God is, is represented in that name. He is Lord, Saviour, Master, Advocate, Counselor, High Priest. Now, the name of Jesus, the Hebrew name for Jesus is Yeshua. And really it's derived from a Hebrew word, Yahweh. The most highest, the most important name for God in the Bible, Yahweh. And the name of Jesus was derived, Yeshua, was derived from that word, Yahweh. 
I'll explain a little more, more in detail about that, but here's the point. The word Yahweh defines God as the most high God, the mighty God, the one who has ability and supremacy of almighty God. The word Yahweh summed up, and God used this, and it was a kind of very, almost a, a word, that, it was a very special name to, to the Jewish people. And it comes, the word Yahweh actually is actually, it means the word I am. When God came to Moses, Moses, who shall I say sent me? He said, I am who I am, Yahweh. And the word Yahweh, I am that I am, actually means the one who is self-existent. He doesn't need anybody or anything to exist. He is totally self-existent. How many think that's powerful? He's the one who is the self-existent one. His name, the name, and it, it, really he's, that name Yahweh, that, that, that word I am, sums up really the fullness of God's character, of God's name. Let me, let me the best way, to, let me describe this one, I'm trying to think of a good way to define it, because it's a bit technical. For example, the word Jehovah Rapha refers to the Lord, Jehovah, the Lord, our healer. Is that true? But that is only one aspect of who God is, is a healer. It's only one aspect of who he is. When you come to the word Yahweh, the I am God, that totally sums up all that God is. He is a healer, but he's also many other things. Now that name was important because when Moses went to Egypt, Egypt had a God for everything. You name it, they had a God for it. In other words, their gods, if you like, were limited. They were gods, if you like, that, that were, were not all-inclusive. There were, there were certain gods over certain things. And so when God said to Moses, I am God, I am the am, I am that I am, basically he said, I'm the all-inclusive God. Every single thing is included in that name. I'm the all-inclusive God. Everything is wrapped up in that name. Whatever you need me to do, whatever you need me to be, I am, everything is inclusive. If you need healing, I'm your healer. If you need provision, I'm your provider. If you need peace, I'm your peace. If you need righteousness, I'm your righteousness. If you need strength, I am your strength. Isn't that powerful? So when Jesus came, they said, who are you? He said, I am. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Everything you need is included in the name of Jesus. Everything is summed up. You know, God, there are three over 300 names for God throughout the Bible. And all those names, if you like, are all summed up in the name Jesus. In fact, the name Jesus actually means God is salvation. Yahweh is salvation. Yeshua is salvation. And that word salvation means prosperity, protection, healing, wholeness, deliverance. You think what, 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 what he says there in Luke, he says, his name will be called Jesus because 
So his name is called something because of what that name will do. That name, there's a direct connection between the name and what the name will do. His name is called Jesus, Yeshua. Yahweh is your salvation, is your prosperity, is your protection, is your healing, your wholeness, your deliverance. All that you need is found in the power of the name of Jesus. Can you say amen? That's how powerful that name is. Now, there's something so staggering and so awesome. I just pray we'll get it. His name is for us. The reason why God invested his power in that name is for our benefit. How many realise that Jesus doesn't use his name in heaven? Jesus, whenever, whatever he did, he never said in my name. Have you noticed that? He never, in a sense, said, used his name. But when the church was born, he said, I will give you my name. No saint in the Old Testament had the privilege of using that name. Jesus sent the disciples, 70 disciples, out on a mission. And when they returned, they said, Lord, even the demons are subject to your name. And he says, don't rejoice that demons are subject, but rejoice that your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I don't know about you, I just kind of think this picture. It's almost, we get this idea, that when you get to, there's like a book there. And your name, you know, and you're kind of a little bit worried. I wonder if my name's, and then you kind of, before that name's read out, there's a big line up of people, and kind of Peter's there with a, a, you know, a little bit of glasses looking down, and seeing if your name's in the book. What Jesus was referring to, is actually not that, he's referring to the fact, listen, you are mine. Your name's You are mine. And because you are mine, all that belongs to you also belongs to me. And so because you're mine, then you have the privilege of using my name because you are mine. And here's the great thing. That Jesus really has given his name, not for himself, but he's given his name for us. We can use that name against opposition. We can use that name against sickness. We can use that name against, the, against disease. I think the devil's success is dependent on our ignorance. When we don't know who we are, when we don't know our positions, when we don't know the rights that we have, then we are limited. When we realize who we are, who we belong to, then we're no longer subject to the circumstances of the enemy Here's the point where I'm saying, if you don't realise it, then almost you become the devil's doormat. You, you, become the, you, became, you, you basically are under the control of circumstances, of, of people, of all kinds of things. Begin to rule and control your life. Because you don't understand the privileges and what we've been given by the name of Jesus. We are not people who are just under the control of circumstances, the enemy, and other things. We have the power of the name of Jesus. Can you say amen? You can use that name. You can use that name. You can use the name of Jesus to rebuke the attacks of the enemy against your family, against your finance. Anything that comes against you that's contrary to his will. He said, I give you my authority. I give you my power. And his name and authority is all linked in his name. 
the name of Jesus. And he says, because I have that name, look at Mark 16. This is always a special kind of scripture to be Mark 16. I'll tell you why. When I was at Bible college a few years ago, <laughs> we used to go to Speaker's Corner into Hyde Park. I mean, I remember that. And you go there and you preach and you always have these people who barrack you. The professional barrackers. They go to barrack people. That's their, they love to do it. And so they nothing more they like to belittle are people preaching. They love to do it. And they actually go on purpose to belittle you. So part of our training, if you like, was to go to Hyde Park, preach the gospel, and get, harried, get basically hassled and barracked. And I remember one guy afterwards came to me and says, are you a believer? And I says, yes. And this guy knew his Bible. He wasn't a Christian, but he knew his Bible. He was a barracker, and he knew his Bible. And he always said, he says, and he read out this scripture, Mark 16. He says, you healing the sick? You casting devils out? And he began to give us a whole list of things. And I, I didn't know, I was totally lost what to say, really. So at that time, I hadn't. He said, well, if you're a believer, then why aren't these things happening? What a challenge. Because this is what Jesus says in Mark 16. This is what this guy said to me. He, he says in verse 17, sorry, and these signs will follow those who what? Who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. They will drink anything deadly. And it will be no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will what? Recover. Isn't that powerful? Things happen when people believe the name. His name stands, you see, the name stands for the person. The name represents and designates what that person does. His authority is invested in his name. And what we really need to do is say, Lord, give me a revelation of what has truly been invested in that name. I think God wants a people who learn to live, not, on a, on a, not in a crisis moment, but you live your life with an awareness, with a sense constantly of the power that's in that name. You just live. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a constant awareness. Whatever comes your way, I've got the power of the name. You think about the disciples. They had a mighty revelation of the name. You know what? They didn't have a New Testament like we do. Is that true? They didn't have church buildings. They didn't have all the kind of stuff we had. But i tell you one thing, they understood the power of the name. And when Peter is confronted by someone who is lame, he says, he says listen, he said, I'll tell you what, what I have, I give to you. What did he say? In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. They knew the authority and the power that was in the name of Jesus. Jesus. And it was that revelation that shook the world. A revelation of the power and all that's invested in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen? I did it in John 14 because one of the ways the power of the name is revealed and let me just say this while I'm thinking about this is that I think sometimes we're waiting for God to do something and the truth is he's waiting for us to do something. A well-known preacher tells the stories in a meeting to preach and suddenly he looks there's a vision and he sees a demonic spirit in the building and he says God what are you going to do about that 
And God immediately says to him, it's not what I'm going to do about it. What are you going to do about it? And I think there's a truth in that. Sometimes we're waiting for God to do something. But he's saying, listen, I've given you the authority and the power in my name. What are you going to do about it? I've given you authority. I've given you power. What are you going to do with the name I've given to you? Can you say amen? Now, that power really is, is seen in prayer. Let me turn me to John 14. There again, is, I just pray today that we'd see the, the power of, the, of what the scriptures say. Not what experience tells us, not what people tell us, not what you read somewhere else, but what the Bible actually really says. Amen? And in John 14, verse 13 to 14, there's a powerful promise that Jesus said. Whatever you ask what? In my name. I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. I looked up the name. I looked up the word anything. In many translations, for over many months, and I discovered the word anything means anything. Nothing too big, nothing too small for the power of the name of Jesus. And the word ask there implies a demand of something due. Now here's one you get hold of. Because in the name means four things. First thing it means is this. It implies four things. When Jesus says in my name it means four things. It says in the power, number one it means in the power of where in the power of where you are. It's the power, it says, you use my name to demonstrate my power. In the power. And he says, in my name, he's saying, in the power of my name. Let me see that. He says, in my name, he's saying, in the power of my name. Secondly, it means, it basically means, in the authority. Of that, it's the authority of what that name represents. So when you say, in the name, you're actually saying, in the authority of God, in the authority of Jesus, I'm using that name. The third thing is this, and here's a powerful one. It means, in the will. In other words, to use that name, you have to be in the will of God. 1 John, chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. I want you to see, this is not like a blank check to ask just what you want to do. But 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 to 15. It says, Now this is the confidence we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have petitions that we have asked of him. Powerful. In other words, you nullify the power of the name when you pray things outside his will. If you pray outside his will, then his name will not work. When you're outside his will, there's no peace. When you're outside his will, there's no joy. When you're outside his will, there's no confidence. When you're outside his will, there is no assurance. 
So as long as I work and move in the will, then I have the power, the authority to use the name. If I'm outside the will, it nullifies my ability to use the name. The fourth thing is this. This is powerful truth. When I say in the name, I'm actually saying in the place of Jesus. Isn't that awesome? I'm saying in the place of Jesus. When you say in the name of Jesus, you're saying in the place of Jesus. For example, if you're struggling with fear right now, you say, fear, go. In the name, in the place of Jesus. If you're facing a problem, you say, mountain, I speak to you on behalf of Jesus. In his place. I speak to the problem. I speak to the circumstance. Maybe there's a difficult relationship that's rising up. And you say, in the name of Jesus. In the place of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the place of Jesus, for example, I release protection. You know what I do? Every time I get on a plane, I close my eyes just for a few moments. And I say, Lord Jesus, in your name, I pray protection over this plane. I particularly pray for the pilots. <laughs> you know, uh, I plead your blood. I pray your protection over this plane right now. In the place of Jesus, I pray protection in the name of Jesus. You can pray protection over your children. You can pray for children. There may be a, a, a loved ones that are away from God. You pray in the place, in the name of Jesus. I pray the blindness will be lifted off their eyes. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would work, you'd move on my children. When fear comes against your mind, when strongholds are working, you know, the, the word stronghold is established thought patterns that affect and limit your life. And the Bible says strongholds are pulled down by the weapons of what? Warfare. What's a weapon of warfare? So I tell you what, what one, one of the most powerful weapons of warfare are the name of Jesus. I can pull strongholds. I can pull down patterns of thinking that have been established in my mind that are thinking and limiting my life and I can pull them down in the name of Jesus. And we think the name of Jesus is powerful. The name of Jesus. Pull things down. Begin to pray over things. Begin to pray for amazing things to break in your life, in other people's lives, in your home, in your family. By using the power that's in the name of Jesus. Because that name's been given to you. Okay, let me kind of land this and close this. But Turn me to the Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 3. How do we use the name? Song of Solomon, chapter 1. I just love this particular verse. So I've grown to really love the Song of Solomon, but... Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 3. Because of the fragrance of your good ointment, there's my love, your name is ointment poured forth. Therefore, the, Lord, the, the virgins love you. It says that you have to kind of, that name is kind of released. It's released as ointment poured forth. Now, Perfume, he says, it's like ointment. It's like perfume. In other words, we don't use the name of Jesus. It's like a parrot fashion or some magical formula. 
And that's where it's lost because people just see it as a kind of a magical formula or some sort of or some thought theory or some formula they use or some, you know, some people use a, a rabbit's foot. I use the name of Jesus kind of stuff. The name has to come as perfume stirs the heart, says the Song of Solomon. So the name has to stir you. It has to move you. That the moment you say the name of Jesus, something should be stirred in your heart. It's not a formula. It's not a, a secret pattern. But you so love Jesus, then you love the name. Is that true? And so every time you think of the name of Jesus, every time you realise how beautiful that name is, then your heart is stirred. In other words, the power of that name is released out of your love for Jesus. And the more you love him, it becomes as a perfume, as an ointment spread forth. You release it out of your love for him. You speak that name out of love. You think about perfume. You know one thing about perfume? People who are close to it can smell it. Is that true? The further you are away from, that, from perfume, the less you smell it. In other words, the power of the name is released by my relationship with Jesus. The closer I am to him, the more powerful that name will be. If I'm far from him, if I'm distant from him, then probably it's just going to come out as a formula, something I use. But when I'm living in close, intimate relationship with Jesus, there's something powerful when you say the name. Isn't that awesome? His name is like ointment poured forth. The word ointment, we could actually use the word anointing. And every time you speak the name of Jesus and you say it out of your love for him, out of your intimate, close relationship with him, I tell you what, anointing is released. The anointing of God comes and backs up the name of Jesus. That's what Peter and John, on that day they said, in the name. And the anointing of God was released and that guy was healed. Because there is anointing that is released through the power of the name. Well, so much more I could say than that, but I know time has gone. Let me just give you something else very quickly. The name is released by faith in the name. The Bible says, it's by faith in the name of Jesus this man stands healed before you today. There's faith. That's to be, you've got to say that name believing that name is going to work. You say that name believing that every time you say it, something's going to change. Circumstances are going to change. People are going to be... Something amazing is going to happen because you have faith and belief in the power that's in the name of Jesus and what that name represents. The third thing is this. I think that name is released by our intimacy with him and our fellowship with him. It's released by our faith in him. And thirdly, it's released by our acknowledgement of his lordship. This Christ is both saviour and he is Lord. It's when he's Lord, when he's sovereign over every area of your life, and you say, because Jesus is my Lord, and I'm living under his lordship, under his control, every part of my life belongs to him, then you can say that name with confidence, authority and power. And you release that name out of your own recognition of his lordship in your life.
is both Lord and Saviour. Almost, they're inseparable. He can't really be fully Saviour until he's Lord. And when he's Lord, he'll be Saviour. They are linked. They are not separate together. He's both Saviour and he is your Lord. It's the tongue that basically says, Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. And out of that awareness, out of that confidence, out of that assurance, when you say that name, something is going to happen. Can you say amen? Because there's power in the name of Jesus. How many believe that? Okay. Now, as you know, our musicians, they're doing something else. I'm, we're going to finish a little bit differently today. I want you to stand for it. Oh, no, so keep seated. I want, want us to, I want you to realize there the power of the name. It's just a few things. I want us to use that name over tonight, this morning. Just come before the Lord for a few moments right now. I just want you to get a revelation today, the power of the name. And we're going to pray for a few things that we're going to release that name over certain things. And we're all in maybe different situations and, and that name will right there be relevant for certain things right now. The people don't know I'm going to do this, but get ready. Here's the first thing. I want us to pray for the name of Jesus over those loved ones, mainly, people who don't know Jesus. And we want to pray that in the name of Jesus, for those loved ones who don't know Jesus, that by the power of his name, we're going to pray that in the name of Jesus, that blindness is going to be lifted. That in the name of Jesus, he's going to work, and he's going to move, and he's going to touch their lives. So, if right now there's people on your heart right now that you want to, if you like, apply the name of Jesus into those situations, I just want you to stand where you are right now, just identifying that you, you, you just want to represent certain loved ones right now, and we want to pray for them right now. And that's probably all of us. Is, I know I'll be standing if, in myself. So certain loved ones right now, and you're gonna, we're going to apply the name of Jesus to those ones right now who are away from Jesus. We're going to believe in the power of the name. That by his name, he's going to move and work. Lord Jesus, right now, we all stand. We stand before you. And we bring to you our loved ones right now. And in the name of Jesus, you bring those, those loved ones right now. You tell the Lord what their names are. We bring that name right now before you, Lord Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, we ask you right now that you'd lift the blindness. In the name of Jesus, we ask you that you'd work, that you'd move, that you'd touch their lives. We pray in the authority and the power of the name of Jesus that we bring those loved ones to you and we ask you now to work and to move from this day forth that you'd work, that you'd move upon their lives. We ask in the name of Jesus that you'd send laborers to them. We ask in the name of Jesus that your Holy Spirit would move and work upon their hearts. We ask in the name of Jesus that revelation and light would flow into their hearts. We pray in the name of Jesus that you'd begin to work, that you'd begin to move in their hearts and their lives. And in the name of Jesus, we call back the prodigals in the name of Jesus. We call these back right now. We call them back right now. We call every prodigal back right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to keep praying for prodigals. Joe, you just pray for prodigals right there. Mm.
Father God, there's been so many people who have been in this building, Father God, Lord, and, and they've walked away from you, Lord, and, and they're now in a position, Father God, where, where they don't necessarily believe you. <coughs> Father God, right now, we pray for those prodigals, and Lord, we, we declare, Lord, in your name, that those prodigals will return home. Lord, just as the 99 sheep that were in the fold, Lord, and there was that one, and you went, that shepherd went after that one, we pray, Lord, right now, by your name, that you would bring back those sheep, Father God, who've walked away from that, from the pen, Father God, who got lost and who were afraid and scared and all those things, Lord. Will you bring them back, Father God? We declare it in your name that those sheep will return in the name of Jesus. Mm. Amen. 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 Uh, first one, if you, just put your hand up where you are. I don't need to do anything. If you need breakthrough, it could be a healing breakthrough, it could be a financial breakthrough, it could be a just something, a circumstance in life that you just want to see a breakthrough in. I just want you to raise your hand where you are. We just want to pray for you today. Okay, we just want to pray right now. If you see people with your hands up, just put your hand up on their shoulders. We want to come in agreement today. We're two or three. Jesus says, we're two or three agree in my name. Lord Jesus, we pray for breakthrough right now. I pray for healing breakthroughs right now. For those, Lord, who struggle with with health for many years. I pray for breakthrough right now in the name of Jesus. We pray that you bring breakthrough in those ways right now. Lord, we release your authority. We release your power into those situations. I pray for financial breakthroughs right now. Lord, we ask that, Lord, that you would bring provision in the name of Jesus in those areas of finance, Lord. I pray right now for circumstances, overwhelming circumstances right now. Lord, I ask right now in the name of Jesus for you to be the Lord of the breakthrough, to break through into those circumstances, to break through into those overwhelming situations, Lord. For those that have been in those circumstances, in those situations, for, for maybe for, for months, Lord, I pray for a breakthrough. Lord, I pray for the sunnies of God in the name of Jesus to come into those situations right now and to bring breakthrough, and to bring breakthrough, to change those things around. I pray for the sunnies of God in the name of Jesus to come into those things right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Let me just pray right now. Lord, I just pray right now. I just release your peace. I release your grace. I release your ability right now for every situation in every life. I bless your people right now in the name. In the name, we bless your people. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elam Church. For more downloads, information, or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceelam.co.uk.